one, uh-huh. being, it must be terrible. Well, I mean, his balls must have gone through the ringer. Okay, so he's like, yeah, we got to... Now he's he's figuring everything out. He just witnessed the stack pulls beating a guy unconscious and dragging him in this house. Okay, because so he's not calling they them. have his truck, or we don't know yet. They also took the truck, and they're this is Florida. Okay, Carl, did I mention truck. this is they Florida? They him inside. It was about getting him. Yeah, they want they want the truck driver. The driver. Okay. Yeah. They're gonna okay, hide so the Lance car. Lance was like, "Fuck that," and he's going the other way. He's going to go to the house and say, I know what you guys are doing. And if you don't pay me $2,000 I'm gonna go, uh, a week, I'm going to go to the cops. So that's right. how he's going to pay there, off Look, there's cops. Wheeler. There's Wheeler with that his glasses crazy. off. That is disgusting. Now, this, this truck driver, God bless. What's going on? What? 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 This, this is like, what? what? He was in Animal House. Otis. Right. Well, he was in like Tom Kroll's uh, horror movie when we shot his kids. What? Well, no. All right, so they're gonna operate on him, and the guy operating him freaked this guy out, and we haven't seen him yet. Those are double doors. I don't really get that. I think it's just decoration on a wall. Oh, okay, because it looked like a monkey, and it was double doors. Everything's so dark in this cut. We are in a mad scientist basement laboratory, as seen in House of Thousand Corpses, I guess. It's not like sex dungeon. It's mad scientist. And they're all lobotomized, Carl. So they can't even, they're not even thinking about sex. They have their eyes on their bottom, their lobotomized. (laughs) Wait, let me see. I. Yeah. Go ahead, reverse engineer this joke. Bomb. Now they're all acting like kooky. One's dental flossing. One is saying the word snow over and over again. No. 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 And we go, and you know it's wacky because wacky, wacky music. This kind of disturbs me, Carl, that these people lose their agency, that they're kidnapped against their will and, and okay. experimented and kept alive. Yeah, like but for some reason. sex. No. So why do you, it? I don't get you're it. You're going to see your bare ass if this was a better copy. <laughs> the thing is, a gross person like that, you don't want to see their bare ass. Here we go. Snow. Snow. What snow. should we snow? Snow what? Snow. What, sh- yes. what should we snow? Snow where? Snow what? I get snow who? Just finish the joke already. Knock, knock. Who's there? Snow. Snow who? No. Snow who? No. Snow who? I know all these people got lobotomized. Uh Uh-huh. The surgeon moved their eyes to the bottom. No? Okay. No. Okay, here's the Lance and his employee. Yeah, there's not that many women characters in this movie. They kind of. Re- I'm watching um, Shazam too. And I gotta be very careful saying the word Shazam because I might turn into my alter ego. But right. or there's like three gods. Out. Yeah, so three goddesses are fighting them, and it's this kind of like classic crone, old woman, sex pod, and teacher. And I feel like the three women in this movie, the waitress Loretta and Estrella are yeah. kind of like that variation of the three witches of Macbeth. Oh. I don't know. Okay. But then again, this is my fourth time seeing it. 
Okay. Hey, look, I was waiting to blackmail I was you guys. It's just a small right blackmail. There. If you have a second of right, time, you I'll like blackmail you later. Wait, he, uh, the R word gets Mom, brought up a lot. He said a not woke word. He said an awful word. Well, you know, I spoke over it, but um, Howard has the best line in this movie. When they come in for groceries, he looks at Esperella and he goes, She's the most fuckable woman outside of a mag girly magazine. <laughs> Too bad she's a retard. That's what he says. I'm quoting oh. the movie. And Lance is like, how can you say it? That's not a woke word. <laughs> Someone will be really offended, and it's not me, so I don't understand. Look, I think it. I think that that word is awful, and you shouldn't say it because it. You really should is. say it. But I know. But I'm just saying that. We live in a universe, and the world went on, and way back in a time, they were saying different things, and we're smarter than that now, but to like go back in time and go, shame, shame, I'm offended, you're, you're, okay. not, you're denying reality. You didn't hit pause, did you? No, and of course not. Yeah. I hit pause. I wanted to hear your speech. All right. <laughs> How's the view for your soapbox? You know, <laughs> these characters are reprehensible. None, there's no good character in this. So, if one of them says the R word in this movie, it's wow. in character, you know. I mean, they're lobotomizing uh truckers, that's pretty shitty, too. Yeah, so it's just the nature of them, I, I think. And I think that I watched the most recent film of this director, Charles Band, and his humor yeah. was like, There's a Karen, she's like, Let me talk to the manager, but it's never really, <laughs> I am the manager, oh. let me talk to the owner. I am the owner. Okay. So now they've so got Lance. Here he is. Look, look, there oh! he is. Oh. You got to do that reaction. Family? What the? Is that the it's head mandatory. of the family? That is literally, he even says the title right now. You could say I'm almost head of the family, rated R. Let's hear him. Uh, so, yeah, he's Myron. And he, with his big brain, he controls his siblings. One is a muscle man known for his muscles. One has big eyes and super cool ears and can see and hear. The other one can fuck at my will. Basically, he'll say, what? her skill is. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's the, no. the the porn talent uh, mm -hmm. in, in the movie. Uh, Alexandria Quinn, uh, Diane Colasso, who was entered the uh, adult industry when she was 17 and she told everyone she was 18 okay and when they found out she had to retire and then she joined up again okay so right here we go otis is stronger than Let's anybody wheeler can oh give me a second i gotta click two buttons i don't want to hit Where? the wrong button is it I hardly manual? need to tell you about her special powers i don't need to she fucked for me well yeah so you're the smart one yes i should say so I'm the brains of the family. Okay, let me hear it. You know, telepathically. I can't leave this chair, but I can see through Wheeler's eyes, enforce my will with Otis's hands, and, mm -hmm. uh, well, I need not tell you about my uses for Ernestina. Your fucking sister, dude. One brain. But he's having... Four bodies. They headed well, the family. Then, Marin, he's, I thought I guess he did. you're the one I need to be talking to. He should be. By all means, talk. Now let's just oh, say maybe he's conversation that 
Somebody happened to see a strange old Dude. roadblock a couple of nights ago. you can ago. mute it. And this fella, he happened well, to hang see on, this... Otis here dragging some poor fella out of his pickup. This is such a good movie. Like, Lance is so good in this. He looks at the situation. He sees this monster, and he's like, you know what? My, I'm going to blackmail you, right? He doesn't <laughs> give a shit. It's really kind of smart. Like, he, he, they're both, like, monster versus, you know, shyster. It's fun. Yeah. Shyster. I can say that word. Now, uh, one of the things that Charles Van mentioned, like he, he mentions this movie up front, and it's a fan favorite. It's one of his favorite films. Adam really likes it too. But he was saying that he used forced perspective to pull off this whole bullshit with Myron the Big Hat. So the, 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 they're looking at a... He's clo closer, and yeah. we don't... So that the camera angles, like those are puppet hands, and that's an actual yeah. actor. This guy's only been in four movies, but that actor is set so up his, normally with right, the puppet so hands next to him. His face is going into a. His, his face goes like into Lance a is not standing. looking at. Lance is looking down at a certain direction right now when he's talking. Mm -hmm. So it does feel like it's real, and we'll get to a scene where. Lance, Loretta, and Myron are all in the same, they're all positioned, their heads are all positioned the same way. They figured out a way to do it. I'll show it to you okay. in a bit. So he's just basically saying, I wrote all this information down and I gave it to a, in a letter and I gave the letter to a random lawyer and <laughs> I told him if I don't call you, he calls me and if he, you know, if I don't call him to go to the police. And, you know, I get a call and I, I give him a code and he knows it's me. So he's basically uh, blackmailing yeah. Myron. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, usually like in trauma, there's like some sick shit and people, you know, heads are being busted. Intellect. Yeah, this one's got a story. Yeah. Force perspective. So he's closer to the camera. But they did it with shadows. So yeah. It feels like he's right next to him. There's a lot of puppetry in this movie. Basically, he ran a studio. He During the 80s, he had something called Empire or, uh, a Video. And he did Ghoulies. That was him. He didn't direct, direct it, but he produced Ghoulies. Ghoulies 2 was an outdoor carnival shot in a, a giant soundstage in Italy okay. that he, uh, he owned at the time. And then I guess he did, was responsible. He did Troll. He produced Troll. Wait, 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 wait. wait. We saw Ghoulies 3. He didn't have anything right. to Goes do with Right, goes to college. I, I'm sure it's a full moon. I'm sure it's an embassy. Uh, it's an embassy empire picture. Meta, he did. He owned a video store, in, one of the first video stores in Beverly Hills. Uh -huh. And he, he gave this great story about this rich woman from Beverly Hills came in and had the cassette and says it doesn't work. I put it on top of the TV set and it doesn't play and the movie doesn't play. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Is, do you have a VCR? She goes, excuse me, what? <laughs> but uh, you could really think you place it. <clears throat> There's no mechanism. Yeah, she thought like it would like seep through the TV and play the movie. <laughs> yes. Okay. And he said, he, he said, oh, like intent, like rabbit ears. Yeah. Maybe she yeah. was thinking. Okay. It would touch the TV. Like, back then, you had those, like, cabinets, you know? Okay, okay. No, but I, I could see it if it was, like, well, the regular TV gets it from the air, so you place it on top, and it should go in. Like a TV antenna, I think. One that you don't need to connect to. Okay. Yeah. 
This is a long scene, this extortion. Is uh, Brains going for it? Brains will agree on it, yes. He talks like, you know, deep profundo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one That's thing I should mention... Is R.W. whatever. I actually didn't write his name down, but... Looks like we have a deal. We have a deal. All right. So the deal is... You get rid of this Howard Oates, and I won't, won't go to tell. the cops. All right. Guess what they're doing right now? Having sex. And they're talking. Carl, can you even talk during sex? Well, meditate. So they <laughs> do wife... like dirty. I'm oh, sorry, Carl. I'm sorry. Well, it's routine. So finish your thought, and then I'll do my routine. Please, I want to hear your joke. Again? Look at that. They're talking during doggy style. Yeah. It's like so farciful. It's like Grand Grial, like this, you know, it's Grand Grial. He's gonna be dead. He's gonna be dead. Deader than dead. Deader than dog. That's fucking good. Deader than a dog, dead in a You're not coming back from that. Yeah. Oh, I'll I'm still stiff. I can't even talk in a sauna. You're in a steam room and someone starts a conversation? I can't. My wife talks in bed, which you might think is pretty sexy, but it's the thing she says, like, uh, 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 did you add Keith to the car insurance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, my wife says the same thing. Oh, no, she says, uh, God damn it, have you been eating crackers on your, in the bed again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all itchy. Oh, there's ants. All right, so she doesn't talk at all, right? She's just hanging out on the side of the road, waiting for little Abner or what have you. Howard yeah. sees her and like he's drawn. She has this yeah, ability. Yeah, she's sex pie. Yeah, Spirella? And then oh, forget it. The thing is, is like bait and switch. She baits you, allures you, and then Otis uh, switches Switch. and punches you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, this again. Mm. Oh, oh right. Oh, mm, the biker has been killed. I have, but you, I have, you know, you owe me a favor. Force perspective. So he's close and she's standing back further. Yeah. And then I think there's I some scenes where they might know to look for it. It's well done. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, he's a practical effects guy. He's been making like he's his first couple movies in the seventies were like car chases. There's a movie called crash, which is one of his first films. And you can see the wires on the trucks as they go, the vans as they go off the road, and you can see the wires snap uh -huh. off. Like, it just so happened, you know, but it was all practical. It, just, it was still in the shot, or at least the, the version I saw. Yeah. Now, is Crash the famous Crash? The famous no, this one? is from 1978. Thank you. And it has oh, an okay. exclamation point at the end. Crash! Oh. <laughs> Carl, have you ever seen that 1978 movie? Crash! Sorry, it's the exclamation point. <laughs> his film he has this motif. I think like horror directors and directors have like a motif you know what I mean and they follow it over and over again and yeah. like so his are like demonic well. things well I mean like you know you could look at a David Lynch movie and over the years you see the same themes pop up you see doppelganger evil doppelgangers and Jordan mm -hmm. Peele movies there's, right. there's certain horror themes that I see and then for Charles Band, he really is into like demonic possession. You know, maybe the puppet starts coming to life, or maybe an amulet causes you to crash into people in 1978. There's a whole like real cool, like 
evil weirdness. It's kind of cool. I don't know. This one, not so much. This is like a standalone, practically. Really? Oh, and it's yeah. one of his favorites. Right. Okay. Oh, it's here. Yeah. Oh, Hang on. Uh, uh, content warning. They go, listen, you can't be hanging out here with your husband dead. And she's like, why not? He goes, okay, take off your panties, <laughs> which he does. <laughs> oh, it's dinner time for the potato. Yep. This is like you fish burgers. It. Your this eyes is... are on the bottom. Oh, because they're lobotomized? Eyes. Oh. Lobo. Maybe that's the way I go about it. Her eyes were on oh, the dude. bottom because she was lobotomized. Two potato? One. Ooh, throw a potato at wall. Where's dental floss guy? <laughs> Her eyes were Dude. on the bottom. Carl, that's a terrible joke. Because I don't get it. Where's the was... eyes come from? Low bottomized. Low low. Uh, you say lobotomized. Lobotomized. Oh, you have lobotom eyes. You can't say a lobotomy. You gotta say lobotomized. Lobotomy, lobotomize. Forced perspective, I love it. Yeah. It's oh, it gets work. even crazy. All right, everything's taken care of. We killed your, we killed your biker. Yeah. Oh, that's just great. You know what? I'll be coming back more and more. This is what he tells his girlfriend too. Uh, so you just got to give me more money. So he's oh, he's pulling yeah. the whammy jammy on on Byron. Wait, wait. So he's being a dick. Because he yeah. made an agreement, I won't tell if you. So he did it, and now he's saying, ah, thanks, but there's more. This is ongoing. And he even tells, he even tells Loretta, like, we're going to make money. We're going to milk the fuck out of these guys. <laughs> the reason why Myron has been killing, uh, lobotomizing them, and the right. scientific experience, he's trying, if they humans only use half a mind, maybe they could use my mind. I just need the perfect body to put my mind in. Okay, okay. That's why they're down. Oh, and he also says in the first act, and for entertainment, which will come back in the third act. What? For entertainment and what? He'll go, I, I have my subjects. For oh, and for entertainment? Okay. Entertainment. So what does that mean? Sex. How do they entertain, Carl? <laughs> Is it sex? You think there'll be a sex orgy in this movie? No. Uh, I don't know. I'm uh, that—that's what I would do. <laughs> well, this movie has a lot of sex in it. They talk during their sex, and like she's always taking her clothes off. It's great. Yeah, my wife talks in bed, which she might think is pretty sexy, but it's a thing she said. Like, could you bring up the folding chairs from the basement? <laughs> Oh, my, my wife does it. She chants in bed. She's like, protect me. <laughs> oh, Revo, Weebo. What's, what's a good, like, a Harry Potter spell? <laughs> yeah, uh, spell Anomius. My wife does it. Does my wife talk dirty best? No. She, she, she chants. Yeah, she talks dirty. She says, protect me. Oh, you mean Spirit. like Latin? Like, um... Yeah, Latin. Protectio Domine. Protect me, <laughs> Okay, so he's on top of the world, and Brains is like, fuck that asshole, man. We got to do desperate measures. Okay, so he's going to use his eyes and his ears and his brute and his sensuality 
to find out who the lawyer is and to get that fucking copy of the letter and wipe their ass with it. Okay, now he sees through the one guy's eyes and hears through I, her his ears too. Okay, but but the the sex part, he goes, you know what I use her for. So that means he's having the female experience of sex every time. Right, through his sister. Yeah. So ethically through his sister. Yeah. So like he's getting it like a girl. Right. Yeah. That's like like yeah. <laughs> well that's not the goal. Why don't you use Olaf or uh, Otis? Otis. I mean Well he waits like once there what what's you you'll see. You'll see her in action. Trust me, you'll see her in action. Okay. Okay, now this is kinda awkward for waitress because he's like my husband's gone. You know, I told the cops, like you told me. I mean, like I said, told the cops. <laughs> and then he's like, so that must be something going on. Maybe, you know, he was having an affair. And the witch is like, this is too much. I'm out. I can't be here. She quits? No, she walks out of the scene. She's, oh, okay, okay. Th these two are like, you know, it's the, the elephant in the room is the affair. Well, why there aren't There she goes. Bye. Out of here. girlfriend now. Waitress is out of here. Why aren't they date publicly dating now? Because the husband just the died. The husband and... disappeared. Yeah, it's a little suspicious. <laughs> it's what suspicious. <laughs> sus. Oh, that's Yiddish, right? Suspicious. It's <laughs> sus. That's what the that's the twenty first century term. <laughs> All right. God, I can't believe how dark Yiddish. this version is. I think that Meshuggana, like that word is crazy. It is crazy. Literally. Well, okay, Wheeler's at it. They're giving away, they're going to be banging away, talking, okay. and they're going to be listening. There's okay. Meyer listening. He's trying to find out who the lawyer is or whatever info they can get. Right. Careful with that clicker, boy. You don't want to pause. Well, last last week I forwarded to. Uh, oh, oh yeah, that's right. I edited it. Look, I'm trying. Oh, oh man, listen, how, right do yourself a favor and watch Mike, this movie. Mike, uh, let's talk in a minute. Let me. Uh, you better get used to it, sweetie, because it's gonna be a lot more. Okay, mute his stupid ass. Can we block the top? Do you want me to do it so that we just hear her? <laughs> yes, please. I could maybe block him from the screen. Whoa! You know, one of the, one of the things in Charlie Band's book is that he she came from a subdivision. He likes uh, horror movies. He's not really an action guy, and he keeps saying, "I'm not a softcore guy." But finance financially, they had a, a production house called Surrender Video. Surrender, surrender, and there were like softcore stuff. You know, things you would see in the hotel room, or you know, on the Playboy Channel or whatever. You would so. Couples can watch it. It's not too hardcore. Maybe, you know, you, you don't really want to watch hard. Look at this. He's being fed. She's spooning him food. So, Surrender, they were knighted. They were officially made a Sir. Surrender. That's right. Sir Render did. It was a big day for Render when he was Surrender. But did, so, did he explain he wasn't English or, or she did it anyway? Or They were Canadian. I think Canada has a Sir. <laughs> 
Jacqueline Loa was in. I think he mentioned. He said one actor from from or actress from this. I think it's maybe the Blake uh, Lucas. There was somebody from those soft court films that he really liked and put in this film. Yeah. And I don't. I don't. I didn't. I listened to the audio book, so I don't have a physical copy. The audio book is read by the author Charlie Band. Oh, he has a real showmanship type of talk. It's really cool. Yeah, he was saying in the two thousands he went on a merch tour. It's like a road tour. They were making movies like practically once a week, once a month. They had a deal with one of the major studios in the 90s to kind of release it. And uh, what happened was, it's a really interesting story. I think it's Universal. It's either that or Paramount had this okay. deal with Full Moon to, to make sure that they, they, would, they would screen their films in this lot first. And then they would help with the home video. And they did one movie went too far, and that kind of ended the deal. And the movie <laughs> is called Shrunken Heads. It's directed by Danny Elfman's brother, as he's known, Richard Elfman. And in the book, he said, like, I, I was hoping Danny Elfman would score it. Danny Elfman gave the theme song, and then Charlie Band's brother, Richard, did the rest. But Shrunken okay. Heads hit a nerve. It's about three kids who get killed by gangsters. And are brought back with via voodoo as shrunken heads. Okay. And the shrunken heads of the kids fight back. This is like a Kilgore Trout book. Yeah. And, but it, they said that it soured because it was kids who were killed. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. And that made it really awkward. That movie listen, and this Mike, movie. You've done yeah. the perfect research, right? We have this film in front of us, and you went far afield. And gathered this information. I think that's. An, I'm. I want to recommend Shrunken Heads. I was about to continue. As we Carl. watch. Okay, Carl. Carl, yeah. please. There is a point to this. Tubi TV has a full moon uh, features oh. channel where you can find this film uncut and and you better have to lighting. Add the channel. No, you don't. You just go oh. to Tubi TV. If you have mm -hmm. Tubi TV on your streaming service, yeah, they will have like a. Uh, I, I forget the the streaming term. But like okay. a tab, it'll say like channels within in there, and they'll have Full Moon Entertainment. They'll have all the a good chunk of the uh, okay. Puppet Master movies, and they have like the most recent film of his, uh, which is Evil Bong Eight 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 and Infinite ah. High. That's on there. It's fifty six minutes, and uh, this movie is on there. And then Shrunken Heads is also on there. It's not on oh, YouTube, yeah. Carl. It would have been next week's movie. Yeah, that that, I've been watching it. It's it's hard to watch. Oh no! Look at look at Otis. Okay, there's the lawyer. There's the lawyer. Give me copy. Oh, I'm sorry. I did talk over. The, the, he Otis punched a woman. He punched the secretary in the face. Oh, we missed it. We missed it. Here's the letter. That's it. I swear, only copy. Don't break my fingers. Don't break. You, that's it. You don't have to break my fingers. Don't break. All right, so there. Did he break he said, it? Oh, yeah. Just let me be. And Otis has a perfect idea. He's going to resolve this matter. Okay. He kills there. him. Yeah. And then he also killed her. He punched her to, uh, dead. Wow. So, all right. Oh, ooh, talk you know, I really regret we didn't do the sex scenes count. Yes. I have a little sex scenes here, and I, I have one mm, tip. I'm getting, I'm getting a bit frustrated. This is great. Well, Scarlett, I'm doing the best that I can. <laughs> Not about that. 
I mean about doing it down here at the cream corn. Mm. What's the what's the point of murdering your husband if you can't fucking a bed? You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know, funny. she's right. I mean He's a, I mean, that's a great line. He delivers it great. He's he's perfect chemistry in this conversation. They're fucking the entire time. What was the name of the Bong movie? Evil. Oh, evil Listen Bong? To, yeah, so there's eight of them, and I watched the eighth one. But the first one is like... Oh, that's perfect research for this film. I'm not ready yet. How come? Because I have a collection to go through. I didn't watch... I only watched the last one because it was his most recent film. It was 55 minutes of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically characters from his other movie. Tiger King shows up, Kendra and Barbie show up, uh, evil, uh, no, what's the ginger dead man shows up. There's like a, uh, yeah. I, you know, <clears throat> I'm not going to check out the, um, excuse me. I'm not going to check out the bong film because I'm cutting down on carbs. Wait, why would you cut down on carbs with Bong? Because it has a carb on the... Oh, it... <laughs> sorry, Carl, that was on me. That was on me. Of course there's a carb on there. You have so much marijuana street cred, too. Dude, I'm the OG. I I was drilling holes in carb in, in bongs back in the 70s. That was my job. And I'm making them out of soda cans. Uh, I was carbs. at uh, Inner Dimensions Head Shop right there mm -hmm. in Washington Plaza. Inner Dimensions, yeah. And I was... Covering the marijuana uh, leaves off uh, with the pipe with with stickers so the cops wouldn't see him. Mm -hmm. And uh, I changed. The, I wrote tobacco only uh, <laughs> on the sign. I, I or alphabetized the High Times and the Fabulous Furry Freak Brother uh, magazines. What else? Oh, the Grateful Dead Blacklight posters. I made sure mm -hmm. that they were accessible and you could flip through the one you wanted to see. You got the Keep on Trucking guy. Keep on trucking. Stoned again. Uh yeah, the stoned again, <laughs> the eyes dripping. Robert Crumb, right? Robert Crumb. Yeah. Oh, why is he hitting her? Or oh. she hitting him? All right. All right. He proposed to her while we were uh talking about Interdimensions headshot from our hometown. And <laughs> he doesn't have a ring. And he's like, I'll get a ring later. And she's like, that that's why she hit him. Because you don't have a ring? Yeah. He's like, Look, I'll I'll get I'll figure it out. Okay, well, I guess they're done fucking. She's gonna bun it up. Look at this little outfit she has. It's it's not. It's like a one piece. It looks like she's wearing leather uh, denim vest over a shirt. Yeah, but it's actually just one piece. A of One clothing. piece. So it's a yeah. dicky. He has a dicky. That's what the term is for. Well, yeah, it's like you have one of those sweaters with the fake shirt underneath. And yeah, that's a dicky. The dicky. <laughs> yeah. You drive me ape. You big gorilla. You like the dickies. You cheer me on. <laughs> you drive me um, ape, ape. That guy at yeah. Dino's Pizza one day learned that it was called a dicky. Because so we went in there to get a few slices, and he was on about it. You know, he's making so many jokes. He used to do that. You know, oh, you're wearing a dicky. Like, you know, that guy was one time he got, uh, my name's Marty, Marty Cone, right? He did <laughs> yeah. that the whole time they're having a pizza. He was a happy pizza guy. He was like, my, I, I like, my name is Amadi. I was just thinking, 
We we visited there when I was in New Jersey. We went to Dino's and you had a slice and I was really full. And you said, take a bite. And I did. And it tasted so good. I, everything came back. Okay. All right. Here we go. Sex pot shows up and she's actually talking. Whoa. And she that's goes, oops, Lance? I dropped my purse. She dropped is her purse. Lance? Okay. This is well. G, PG, PG 13. Is uh, Lance uh, cheating right now? Yeah. Lance has no conscience. This, look how he cheats. He kisses. Boom. So here's what I'm saying. The guy is experiencing oh, yeah. this like that. Oh, he's giving yeah. a PJ to a guy right now. Yeah, yeah that's right. He's, oh, he's in flagro right now. So he likes that? Oh. Yeah. Okay, here comes yeah. the bait, 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 bait. So it. That wasn't well done. This film's been would... well done, but that thing, did you notice? Yeah. Carl, I would have came so hard. <laughs> I don't know how I'd be more embarrassed. I don't know when I'd be more embarrassed that I'm having an affair with a woman I, who's having an affair with her husband or that I came when I got punched in the face during sex. <laughs> Look at my boob camera. Oh, right. Well, you got. we only have like a half hour left. We got to get a couple more shots. Pretty girl. Pretty girl. You do, do, do. Oh, Otis. Oh, like. Okay, we are in Act 3, Carl. Act 3 just goes crazy. Okay. Otis won't hurt. Otis will, will. do what Otis he will to hurt. do, or I'll cut that pea brain of yours okay, so right Otis, out of your so skull. I'm trying to have some man sex now. No, not even. He's oh. telling Otis, kidnap pretty girl. And Otis is like, no, Otis oh. not hurting pretty girl. And then oh. Pat Byron says, Otis... Hurt pretty girl, I'll cut your little pee brain. Okay, here we go. Forced perspective. He wakes up shirtless upside down with all the blood rushing to his cock. He's looking at this. <laughs> look, look at this forced perspective. He's a perfect eye vision. Right. They're looking That's right so at well each other. Done. They must have had something off camera that he had to look straight at. Yeah, so it, it lines up. But here you go. You got total beefcake, right? I'm sure at 20 minutes after this, he's going to get a hard on and you get to see it just the way blood works, right? If you're upside down. Mike, I think you like beefcake. I'm a big, beef hey, I'm a big fan of Shudder. I watched a couple of those too for research. Mike, look at his, did you see him without his, look at his curve. That's perfect. Okay, here we go. So what they throw dude. her to the ground and she's looking directly into Myron's eyes. Yeah, well done. Now, one of the things Charles Band, I, Adam mentioned this, Adam Felber, was that he feels that, you know, people don't really remember the entire film, but they remember a scene. And this, uh -huh. that scene is the reason why they like the movie, because that's why they remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this there's always like one offer, scene. Really. So that scene is coming up, and YouTube, uh, which is Full Moon's uh, channel. Oh, will everyone shares it. the same scene. It's coming. There's going to be a scene that's like completely out of control, and okay. he talks about it in the movie, uh, in the in his memoirs. Excuse me, how they pulled off this stunt, but basically he's saying, "Oh, you know your lawyer friend, he's dead." Mm. Now he's going to tell Myron, "You know, that's why I also called another lawyer. <laughs> I have a second lawyer, and if he doesn't hear from me, then he'll definitely send the letter I gave to him." So he's going to be like, unbelievable now. I think like 
Lance is a pretty well-developed character that he was able to think this out. Okay. You know, that he, he figured I'll blackmail him, I'll put the letter in a safe, and then I'll put another letter in a, in a different safe. Okay. Here goes. Suppose it was another lawyer. And he got another letter. So he's telling him. Also, like this this setup that he's hanging out, it's custom yeah. made, right? Like they built it for this scene. It, it, yeah. They didn't say, hey, you know, we'll just use this hang upside Look down. Look at his veins, Mike. I know it's crazy. Yeah, right? Isn't Deep that shape. sexy to you? Look at it. It is his sexy. Veins popping out. What a, what a man. How many pages of dialogue do you think he's spouting now while his veins are popping out? It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You see this kind of like the with the closed captioning, like you see the movie and you read the book at the same time. Well, I, that's the best way to do like a bad movie night. When we did that in the dark room, there was credits, uh, there was subtitles on the screen. Smart. Yeah. Really good. And that way we we can hold a conversation. The audience can read the, you know. Yep. All right, so he's calling whatever. Just tell me who it is, or everyone's gonna get hurt. Yeah, glass and sex pot and big guy are gonna are they're under my control. Well, actually, Wheeler is like, can you keep it down a bit and lower the lights? Thanks. <laughs> Don't Where have to is yell. this Barella? Is she in the room? Maybe she's finishing herself off, Carl. It was pretty know, sudden. A bit of a zombie. I don't know that... She doesn't really have much personality in this movie. Again, the, the women characters are not that well-developed. just so happens in this film. But well enough. I mean, there's no... Already, Loretta's more... Yeah. I mean, She's great. She yeah. All right. So he... Uh, he... Same way. Well, I say to you, go fuck yourself, big brain. Please, please. Sweetheart, you know how I feel about you, but telling him ain't gonna get us out of this. Our only chance is if I keep my lip buttoned. But what about me? I'm working on that, honey. Okay. <laughs> I love you, honey. Here we go. Right? I love you too, like Here we go. Look at him rolling his eyes. Truly touching. I can see, Mr. Bogan, that you clearly care about this woman. Yes, uh, here I mean, maybe not as much as Ernestina. <gasps> you cheated on me? She's like, wait a minute, don't you control Ernestina? Did you, you cheated yeah, but you on me? you don't control idea. Lance. Yeah, but Lance, right, but she now knows that Ernestina Look at his flat stomach, Mike, Mike. I, Look I'm at his looking. ribs. You can see the ribs coming through. Right, and the veins in between the it's ribs. It's homoerotic. <laughs> One of the things he talks about in his book is that a production manager from Surrender Videos said, have you been watching these movies? And the guy says, no. He goes, they're really homoerotic. And it's basically yeah. shirtless guys in their uh, white underwear tied up being tortured by closed women. And he got into an argument with the guy. And the guy right. says, I'm making tidy whitey Fridays. And he's like, no. So they made an agreement that okay. uh, the guy, the director would pick the men in their movie and Charles Band would pick the women. That okay. way they would, so he would cast the women and the director would cast the men. And that way their films are equally appealing. Okay. Okay. Hey, whatever for date night, whatever you, whatever you could do, you do. <laughs> hey, so you want to watch a sophomore movie for Blockbuster? Yes. Go on. Yes. Oh, 
sure. And yeah, it's gonna. This takes a, again. Sorts of ideas. Well, I can tell just by looking at you that you're a take charge kind of guy. That you're a man that can get things done. Read it. Just shut up. Not? Again, I, I think she's one of the best things in this movie. But yeah, she's saying like, why aren't you great? Maybe they should go in, Carl, for a little they kiss. Maybe oh, they should smooth with his big ass tongue. Oh. Carl, they don't kiss. Oh, oh, you thought this would be a gross movie. Before. And you would see like a giant puppet tongue covered in latex, controlled Myron. by several crew members, mm -hmm. going up through her mouth. They will not French kiss in this movie. Okay. All right. Wouldn't that be disgusting? Yes. <laughs> if, Look, uh, at oh. Look at him. Look at him. Wait, what's, what's up with the blur? They, this YouTube version is covering up her topless yep. body. But we saw lots of hits so far. We saw her, we saw it with a better version, full frontal. Okay, well, I thought they were going to kiss Carl. Why is she taking her top off? Now, why is it over on that? Okay, they just made a mistake. They left. No, they just kept the blurry vision yeah. in the same frame. Japanese. Yeah, oh, I, some, some porn is uh, digitized. Pixel, yeah. Pixelated. You can't see the throbbing veins. <laughs> All right, so. So this is taking a lot of convincing, a lot of talking here. I know, it's like a chess oh, game. Oh, no, Mike. Oh, okay, Carl. Listen, an audience, you may want to turn around for this one scene. Is I'm going to give it a heads up. This is the one scene everyone talks about. And it's all, there's the tongue being controlled by four crew members covered in latex. Going right to her mouth. No, no. it's not. Again, my point is 2BTV has this scene uncensored if you want to watch it. So he licked her nipple. That's right, her nipple, Carl. It's all on the screen. <laughs> Gross! His big old tongue that keeps going like that. But I mean, like, but to touch her tongue, that would have been more repulsive. Oh, it's I was all doing, slimy. I, I was doing the bait and switch on you, Carl. I was saying, Carl, wouldn't that be disgusting? You're like, yeah, thank God it's not gonna happen. I'm like, psych, it's even worse than a kiss. <laughs> well, good move, good move. You fooled me. Yeah. Woo! Old research. All right. Well, you know what? I can't kill you guys right now. I got myself. I went to second base, right, Carl? It's <laughs> <laughs> gross. Grand Vial. They pulled it off. I'm just convinced by ongoing plans for world domination. Right, for a little, for a little romance. But I don't think he falls for it. I forget. Like, Yep, he doesn't. Justified the... torture as planned. But first, Chi Chi. Now, um, Otis didn't want to do it. Will that play into? Will he resist further, or you want me to wait and see? He will resist further. We saw the conflict. Myron trying to control his brother. Yeah. 
He's no Esperella or Esper <laughs> Esperella. Okay, so box. now we're still in this house, this three-story house, which by the way, Myron's on the third floor. Okay. He's up he's up that staircase. And it happens to be a theater. And uh, I'll play this great joke coming up. And we're doing this theater's been around dramatic presentations here. Sometimes actors were brought in for private performances, as if for royalty. You might be interested to know that in 1859, John Wilkes Booth performed Hamlet on this very stage. Is that before or after he shot Lincoln? Before, before dummy. Before, you idiot. He was shot after. <laughs> right? Am I right? Yeah, what a dope. Duh. 19... First off, the giveaway is 1850. Don't even get me started. Okay, so they have a theater all of a sudden in their giant three-story uh house and they're forcing him like talk about more erotic otis is holding down bare-chested lance with his hand must you always watch. see that as homoerotic if you are oh no it's completely platonic they might just be platonic and behind uh otis is uh esperella and she's okay. popping she's wearing her outfit and she's popping out so that's the scene and we're going to watch a uh play so will about Booth. okay what's the play go ahead oh joan of arc carlton i was gonna say take a guess it's joan of arc i used to love that sitcom joan of arc oh terrific it's joan of arc you remember the omd song joan of arc <laughs> i don't remember. you lived in a park so oh, they're gonna he has these lobotomized uh, patients. They also, for his entertainment, they're going to put on a play. Okay. And they're going to put on Joan of Arc. And you know who's going to play Joan of Arc? Who? Probably a teenager, right? Because he was young. I'll give you a hint. How many women have okay. you seen in this movie so far? Well, we Is saw... It the Waitress? It's right. not the Snow Woman. It's not the Zombies. The Zombie right. Snow Woman, no. all she says is snow. See right there. It says snow over and over. Oh, I, I, I smell that. You, yeah, well, you saw it at Snow Hotel, right? <laughs> it's the greatest snowman. You see, uh, you didn't snow and tell, but. All right, there's the. Uh, I don't know if you know the story of Jonah Hart. It does not well, end well. Yeah, she's yeah. burnt at the stake in the. She's the original flaming martyr. Car. Oh, she's a martyr, all right. Parts were marred there. Okay, uh, so so which it it can only be um, uh, Loretta. That's it's right. Gotta be Loretta, and she's gonna get burnt, burnt alive. And the, ah. he's forced to watch it. Completely not homoerotic. That big bulking man is holding him while he sits there. It's not because he's holding him down. Okay. But he doesn't escape. Why can they just seem controlled? They can't handcuff him. I guess they could handcuff him. Okay, so here comes the actors. And one thing I want you to take a look at. Look at what they're holding. They're holding their script. It's okay. typed as a script, Carl. It's not okay. like a play. It's like actual movie script. Oh, 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 okay. You know, the the formatting of it? Yes, right. It's centered. So, it's not the dots. and. Here's a guy who cranks out movies, directs oh. tons of movies, and he has a movie where they act and they have a movie script uh, as, as a screen, a screen now play. i should play 
These zombies that say potato right. are now in the marketplace of huh? interesting. Rose. Is his brain? Bring forth. That's right. He's they've been operated on it and they now act the play of Joan of Arc. And if they do wrong, they get zapped by the collar around their neck. Oh. Which would probably wipe me out the first time I get my Adam's apple fried like that. Oh, I would be tired. I would, yeah. I would, the I would have to we... wear a turtleneck the next day so it didn't look like a hickey. <laughs> ah! No! Hickey! Say the line. Line. Ow! Okay, I'm Joan of Arc. Start from the beginning. Man and God, what speak you? Uh, what shall I speak? Royal robes of England, sworn enemy of France. Speak simply, girl. Thou stand not before man. Suddenly, we're, we're watching a play. Okay. That's the third act. That's funny how it kind of comes to a grinding halt, but no, they're going to terrorize us because she's going to be burnt at the stake. Right, we know where the end of this play is. She's going to be burnt alive, and he has to watch it. No, but... no, do they not know it? Lance knows it, right? Lance doesn't know it. Lance is not that clever. I mean, he, he doesn't really know his Joan I could see people not jo knowing Joan of Arc, but it's the Bible. Is it, it in is... the Bible? No, it's not literally. It's Bible, it's Bible adjacent. Right, it's it's uh, right. It's like Christianity and associated with Catholicism. I guess she was a big fan of Christianity, if I remember my Joan of Arc book. <laughs> <laughs> do or die. Joan of Arc was do or die. I did a little bullhorn for some reason. All right, and they're doing a little stick. Like she's fantastic because she's going to do full on stick, and then she's going to be full frontal naked in the same scene. That's so, all your fault. So he's, he's saying, I'm here for Charles Vi. And he's after it. It's like, Charles it. VII. It's V-I-I. -I. Come on, let's listen. Don't worry. I'm sure she'll get into the spirit of it as the drama unfolds. Enough of thy blasphemies, daughter okay. of Satan. Ooh, Desire that is a great... the word of the rightful king. I order the bound. Oh, we won't. Post we won't hear her again. Attention. She's gonna go. Oh, here we go. Okay, I just wanted to hear her say her line. Oh yeah, well we heard a little bit earlier. She, you know, but the mm. the Charles Vi is a good one. I I played that. Okay, so she does this really comedy gold, and the end result, they're gonna rip her top off. Rip her oh, off, or, yeah. but she's tied now, up. You know, I'm all for boobs, but that seems unnecessary now that they put us in this play, right? Right. They shouldn't. Well, you know, if you read the playbill, they did say nudity. <laughs> yep. I like it. Boom. It's like you do five minutes set and you kill, and then you have to take <laughs> your clothes off. <laughs> I bombed at the end. Yeah. Oh, wait, she's saying her lines again. Okay. Country made, simple country made. All is God's, and his angels welcome me to paradise. 
knows the secrets of my heart as no man. Hold it steady! Ever <laughs> shall. Though flame shall consume oh. me, my face shall not fail. It's great stick. Flame shall consume me. Flame can consume me. Shitlance. Mr. Bogan, as you can see, we are wrapped. All right. The great devil take. And the flame will. What? Flame will. What? Wait a minute. Did he say. Honey, did you read that right? You're going to burn your house down. Oh, turn in my residence. Thank you for the concern. Yeah, they're going to burn the house down. Actually, they would, wouldn't they? Yeah. And they're going to burn her first. They oh like God. their toasted oats. Toasted now, oats. Why isn't Lance freaking out to try to escape? Because he's enjoying Otis's massage, his grip. <laughs> oh, he's also he just he he you know he had an affair on her, so he's a little embarrassed. He's she's saying, "Don't burn me yet. I, I can read more." <laughs> You're out of lines. All right, here we go. Now. In the, that video I watched with uh, Evil Bong, some guy burns his hand on the on a oven on a stovetop, and they wow. use CGI. And oh. for fire, they had like fake CGI fire. This is going to be practical effects. Yes, of course. Like, obviously, they didn't burn the place down. There's not going to be a fire. People are not going to be like, I can't talk in this room. There's a fire in the room. They're going to be like, There's a fire in the room. I'm going to continue talking. But oh my god, they're really going to do it. Right under her little feet, huh? I'm picking. Uh, there's the fire in the room. How do they do it? A fake. Well, how do they do it? Okay, here comes Otis. Closer. Okay, you were saying that Otis has a change of heart. Otis. Not hers. He's using his mind as DVDB. Okay, and then once once now, the handcuffs, aka Otis, gets off of uh, the Wheeler steps Lance. in. Yeah, but it's too late. He's going to knock Wheeler off. Oh, no. Off he goes. How Myron's going to get down the staircase? I don't know. They pretty but girl. He, does? he okay, gets so... to the tip of it. He doesn't really uh, okay. descends on his own. Yeah, Wheeler's on. Wheeler, Wheeler, man. Oh! Ah! I'm yelling in your ear, Wheeler. Ah! <laughs> oh, you yelling in my ears like six times worse. You, she's totally butt naked, right? Okay, now they're walking through the zombies, and who do they bump into? Loretta. Howard. What's going on here? It's the trucker. He's missing an eyeball. He's a lot what? mellower. Here. They, they didn't kill him. They lobotomized him. His eyes are on the bottom? One eye. He, he is missing an eye, as it were. Missing an eye. I see. Yes. We all see. Otis. Okay, so. Uh, blows up. Man. Uh, Otis hits the self-destruct button, which causes fire. I'm, I'm not there making There really is a self-destruct button of there's something house? that causes a fire like and so he's burning the house down yeah because what if the cops came and they, they, they're going to discover like your underground movie, prison um conspiracy theory oh it's been a while since i've seen that well he has an apartment and and like government agents comes and he presses a button and basically it burns everything 
all his notes, all yeah. of Mel Gibson's precious conspiracy theories are burnt up before. Here we go. Oh, is that brains? Yeah. Myron? Yes. Oh. Uh, shirtless guy throwing down the stairs. Shirtless. <laughs> shirtless Dave. Oh, my big head hurts. Now, we still have a couple of bad guys and bad ladies. Okay. Like Snow? Or Snow won't no, come back? No, Snow is done. Snow wasn't able to do her part. What the heck's going on around here? God, tell me Beats out. the royal shit out of me, Howard. I gotta go. Okay. Yeah, okay. See you around. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of Lance I like. Uh-oh. Yeah. She under brain control or not anymore she, her pheromones are going right up his nostrils wait no but, now's not the time to think about sex it's a burning house it's time to leave no there's he's a, calling her he's not even thinking there's a uh, uh oh there he is is that weird? this guy's name Anna wheeler did he stab guy. him for real yeah but don't worry, Wheeler does survive it. Does survive and comes back again. I wasn't worried about Wheeler. No, don't worry about Wheeler. He's okay. <laughs> Carl, that's not the last time we'll see I Wheeler. I wasn't worried okay? about glasses. Poor eyes. Now she she bait and switched and then ran up to the mezzanine to the cradle of her brother's head. Okay, but and is she under his control? No, it's done. Oh, She's, okay. It's just it's sibling awful. love. Meanwhile, Otis is regained. Look at this special effect fire. This is pre-CGI fake fire. Yeah. House bur Big. burning down house. It yeah, was just a... We don't let motherfucker burn. Burn mother. Burn, burn down mother. house. Burning down the house. I was doing. I was trying to do talking heads, but I only know the, the chorus. It was just a blah blah blah. It was just okay. Now this movie takes a detour right now. Okay. The house is over. Uh, Lance yeah, has been stabbed yeah, dead. Yeah, you Tarzan, me Jane. I'm sure we just make a swell couple. Otis, you pretty girl couple, and she's like, wait a minute, ka-cha-ching. You won't. If all your other family is dead, that means you are the the state owner, <laughs> the sole heir. Yeah, and you, your, you and your wife would be the benefitors of of this set of benefactors. Benefactor, Ben Afflictors. The Ben Afflictors of it. Benefactors. We we should get married, but Carl, we just watched ninety. You know, we watched nearly an hour and a half of movie. Okay. And now the movie's saying, let's get married. So Loretta is... Whoop, now they're getting yes, married. Our ending? Yes. Husky. Oats. Take this man to... Uh... So they, <laughs> I, it also looks like in the middle of the night, too. Like, they, just, they woke him up or something. Yeah. Otis. Thankful. <laughs> Take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife. This is the ending, Carl. Otis, say I do. Uh, I... Ooh. Yeah. 
This guy was a wrestler, and he also directed a Chupacabra documentary. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know the Chupacabra? Uh, no, I guess that's Cobra Kai. You think no. you can bring Cobra Kai back to the valley? No, I don't know anything about that. It's a, it's a monster from Mexico. Oh, that's right. It's going to be you and me together. I'm going to take Carl, we have to end this sketch. How are we going to end this skit? <laughs> I need a tag. I got to end this joke. That's right. Well, you see, it all worked out in the end. Don't you just love a happy ending? Maybe we can end with a ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> Otis laugh now too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. What an ending. What if we just put the credits on right now? That would be horrifying, right? Alright, Carl, what'd you think of this movie? I liked it. What'd you like I, about it? I don't know, Mike. I don't know. I enjoyed watching it. I, yeah. I, I like this film. Now, I think it's really weird that tacked on ending. It's like we write a sketch and you're killing it and you have no way to end it and you're just well like, what happened to brains i mean he was laying on the brains, brains they're all dead man the man. house burned down so the, the fate is brain dies on the staircase dies with his sister holding him in his right. head and wheeler has been killed by lance and lance right. has been killed by wheeler oh yeah and lance all the zombies are yeah he checked out she was just left with otis and then she said you know because they're all just a bunch of weasels it is a good ending, but it's weird. Right. It's interesting. No, it's, it's a terrible ending. It's like... Well, was... Okay, so I didn't watch it with sound. What in the beginning, was she always the man manipulator? No, so it starts okay. off with her... She's, like, Just has an abusive boyfriend. It's calling her fat and, like, telling her to hurry up, taking a leak. and But she's having an affair. So she's having an affair with this other guy. Okay. And then, the, 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 then her boyfriend is blackmailing the other guy as a for a different reason. So yeah. she was kind of mixed up in stuff anyway. Like she was in a bad relationship. She was also having an affair, and then given the op then planned to kill her boyfriend. <laughs> right. He only likes someone in a Harley. That's what he says. Titles <laughs> from title house. Good to know. All right. Well, I love this movie. I thought it was just like. Uh, Effects were good. That one scene that got blurred is a little gross, but you know it was in there. But it was cool. I don't know. I dig it. Oh, hands up, uh, Charlie the Cappuccino guy, Jacob for everything. Did good. Thanks for getting the Cappuccino guy. Um, I think there's a little bit more. It's shot in Southern California. Um, he he had Dino Delarius. Can't pronounce the guy's name, but he bought his studio in in. Uh, Italy, this giant soundstage, and he had that okay. for a while. Okay. And then he, he had he, he had a lot of properties in Los Angeles, and he would use use it as well. But this movie was just shot, you know, in Southern California. And, and didn't they have craft services? Why would you have a person go out for coffee? Was it a coffee guy? I think like a PA, you know, you get coffee. Oh, you're right. They should have a table with the coffee. Right. Uh, yeah, and bagels. I should have, I should have asked Felber that. Yeah. I forgot to ask him that. Continental. 
All right. See, see, City of Monrovia. Yeah. You know, he had tons of movies, and this one, and I went to their official channel. I figured if they offered it on YouTube, let's do it. And I looked at it, and a lot of the films were known genre pictures, but not directed by Charles Mann. And this one uh, had, like, really good user reviews and just kind of clicked. And I, like I tell Adam in the beginning, I read, before I watched any of Charles Mann's movies, I read a book about his movies. So, uh, ooh, get to watch Keep Sharing. No, I want to hear this. Oh, there we go. Damn auto play. Who asked you? Fuck you. And it was a StreamYard ad, by the way. Guess why? Sure. Guess why? I was was all StreamYard, and then the computer read my thoughts. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Well, yeah, he had a he had a lot of saying. Read Adam Felber's, uh, read Charles Mann's uh, memoir, Corin with with Adam Felber. It's a great book. You can listen to the audio. I got it from uh, Hoopla Digital. Free service if you have a library card. You can listen to the audio book, read the book, the ebook. Uh, check it out with your library card. Uh, well, that's been the show. Carl, I hope you enjoyed the movie. What a pleasure. Wow, I didn't realize all the work you do. This yeah. was your just opened my eyes. I am nice so break. excited. You know? <laughs> but did you realize I was like a big head? Uh, so yeah. we have a movie set up for next week. We're going to keep it a surprise. We would love for you to listen Donate. to us on muniradio.f. Donate. Donate. YouTube channel. Okay, well, let's start from the beginning. Listen We're on to Muni us Radio. on Muni Radio. Go to muniradio.fm, hit the donate button, go to Venmo at Muni Radio, throw a couple bucks, show your love, go to podcast, type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. By this point, you should probably have at the end of a two-hour show. But tell your friends and uh, check out the, the YouTube channel or vice versa. Maybe that. Maybe you're watching the YouTube. Check out the podcast or listen to Muni Radio. A lot of great shows, a lot of live And content. don't forget our uh, non-existent uh, Patreon page. Yes. You don't You don't have to subscribe to, to Patreon for us. We don't have one. Don't, don't do it. And, there and was you the, can ignore us on Discord. Muni Radio Comedy Festival, it was in June. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So. I wasn't there, but I, I didn't sign up this year. Uh, but anyway, we, we, but check out, go to MediaRadio.fm and check out all the archive of, of their week-long comedy shows. Uh, anyway, that's been our time. I hope you had a great time, and we'll be back next week. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, audience. friend i wrote this song uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and the way champagne tickles my nose and i love to paint outdoors listen you should follow me on twitter it's jokes to carl the french duh not the oh, oh, duh. let's watch a full-length movie on you
Yeah, no, this is good. It's a really and I have the CC is fantastic. You could totally read the movie. Oh, that's not who you want to also have watching in carbon copy on the email. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! Yeah, it's, it's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say Mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, 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 Mike Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Good to see you again. Good to Good. do this again. Ready to yes. go. Another Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. as we broadcast first on mutinyradio.fm here in San Francisco. Go ahead. Donate to their Patreon. Go ahead. Donate to their Venmo account. Donate at Venmo is, is at Muni Radio. Uh, you can go to mutinyradio.fm and you can click and find the Patreon link there. Uh, we are here every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 5 p.m. East Coast time. Oh, there goes my cat. Uh, and we are also a podcast with the acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T, as we mentioned up front. And we're also on YouTube. You can subscribe to YouTube and just get it. Carte blank. Carte blank? Blanche. Carte blanche. Separately, but with the, with the video set up. Uh, yeah, you don't have to sync up the our yeah. audio to your real YouTube. We did it for you. Check yeah. out W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T on YouTube. Because L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T is let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. So you're going to listen to our podcast and watch a movie in real time for its entirety right now. Uh, but unless you're watching on the pod, if you're watching on YouTube, Carl's already said the movie up. Easy peasy. I handled uh, it. Yeah, we listen. If you're listening to the podcast and not watching the movie, you're not doing it properly. You're That's not right. getting the full experience. No, nope. absolutely. We are parasites, and we must harvest off the carcass of uh, actual <laughs> entertainment to, <laughs> to 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 call attention to ourselves for two hours a week. <laughs> so we're going to watch a full length movie on YouTube. We want you to go to YouTube, find the movie, and watch it with us. Carl, what is the movie this week? This week, we are watching The Fantastic Four, 1994. The Fantastic uh, Four, 1994. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. And the channel we like is Actors Filming. 
actors show. Yeah, it's not cameramen cameramen acting. It's actors filming is the channel we like. You can tell it's a good movie right now because no director actually filmed this movie. <laughs> All right, so go ahead and type in Fantastic Four 1994. Look for the uh, version yeah, hosted by acting actors Actor filming. Filming. Yeah. Not we acting did... filmers. Well, we, I was going to say, this is the second time our show has done it. It's the first time with Carl, and the uh, first time since there's more information available about this film. So we're really excited to watch it again. It was on YouTube. Uh, you know, I, you start off a show called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. You go straight to the heavy hitters. You go to the 1994 Fantastic <laughs> Four. I don't know. You look for the Chuck Perry video. You look for everything you could possibly look for. And uh, it was on YouTube, and then it got yonked, and now it's back on. It's been on for a while. Okay. So, yeah, uh, so it's great. We're going to revisit this episode. And I should say, with every bad movie, the joy is experiencing it and talking about it. So if other people have talked about this movie, it's just, what can we say? It's a great bad movie. It's on YouTube. That's the premise of our show. We like, you know, I read about this <laughs> infamously, and uh, now I got to see it. So we're going to go ahead and see it. So go to Fantastic Four 1994, find the version from hosted by actors filming, hit pause, move the meter to zero, zero, zero. And at the count of three, when you hear go, press go. Now, you're going to hear go from our special comedian, celebrity, comedian, countdown person who may not even be a comedian and may not even be hosted by <laughs> Carl. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Chris Gore. Sure. Chris Gore. Welcome, Chris. You guys are very enthusiastic. I, I haven't had my morning coffee. <laughs> so I just brought well, a second pot. Today we're watching Fantastic Four, 1994, the Roger Corman mega blockbuster, right? And the reason we've got you on is in the service of Film Threat uh, magazine, you were on set for the entire filming, right? All 21, 25 days, was it? Uh, for most of the shooting, yes. It was around the holidays at the end of the year, but I was there, yeah. Now, that's unusual, really. Is that because it was going to be a cover story you spent so much time? Uh, well, it ended up being a cover story, so I was on the set for filming, and, and yeah, um, the reason that they needed to start shooting before the before the end of the year was because contractually, if they hadn't started shooting a movie before the end of the year, they would, you know, they would have lost the rights to the Fantastic Four. This German company. Yeah, so they were. It was so quick to. This, yeah, this German company hired Roger Corman to just make a Fantastic Four movie that they had no intention of ever releasing unbeknownst to everyone working on the movie yeah uh, they thought they were making the fantastic four movie and they were super excited i was excited because the fantastic four is i mean it's my <laughs> gateway comic book it's between that and batman it's the you know two comic you know uh franchises that i love the most so when i heard they were going to film i said i, I want to be there because i had just done a story on a movie called carnosaur which was Roger Corman's ripoff of Jurassic Park. So, um, so that would sort of led me to being on the set the almost the entire time, the entire shoot, 
which now, we I, did uh, the harness store on this podcast also, and we it was horrible, horrible film, terrible. Content. That's what I'm in it. I'm in it. It's horrible. Are you really? Yeah. Are you? Where, I'm in where it. are you? I am in the scene where these two characters are loading cages of right. I think chickens onto a truck. Yes, towards and the I, beginning. And I, I, my line is I changed it. I said, "Can you give me a hand with?" The line was, can you give me a hand with this? And I said, can you give me a hand with this load? Just because I wanted right. to say the word load. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it I did worked. it for every take, and it's in the movie. <laughs> okay, I'm so, going to have to watch it again. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so the the uh, filming of uh, uh, Fantastic Four took place in some of the same settings that uh, Carnosaur took place. And I understand that this building was condemned with rats in it and a cat that would Chase the rats. Do you have any story about the condemned building, your experience uh, there? I don't, I never saw any rats, but it was pretty ugly. And I did notice because I was on the set for Carnosaur. We did a story about that. Then I was, you know, it's like, oh, they're just recycling the same sets for the Fantastic Four, <laughs> which was weird. It's like, and they barely repainted it. It's like, I will throw some stuff up there on the wall and this and whatever. You know, he didn't seem to care. What I do remember is, is that, um, if I recall correctly, like Roger Corman's famously cheap. I mean, uh -huh. he's famously cheap. And I, I, I interviewed him once and I got him to pose with a penny. So <laughs> he's holding a penny up to his eye. And we had a photographer take a picture of him holding a penny just to kind of show how cheap he was. And I do recall that when I was working, I was hanging out on the set and whatnot, that someone was let go for buying name brand soda. Like, you can't buy, like, Coke or Pepsi. You had to buy, like, whatever the low-brand, like, local grocery store brand of Coca-Cola was. Like, whatever, you know, generic brand snacks. Like, don't get fancy snacks, you know? So I, I thought that was really funny. That's, like, that's, that's how, how much he was pinching pennies. Now, we saw the uh, documentary Doom to prepare our research for the film. And in it, you talk uh -huh. about how, like, at first you were very giddy to be on the film. I mean, you were a fan, you know. But as time yeah. moved on, you started to realize this was going to be a B-movie. Yeah, I mean, I, it was sort of this sad realization, especially when I saw the costumes, right? It's like, here they're in their Fantastic Four costume. And it's literally felt fours glued onto these spandex is literally just spandex where you know they're shooting with certain angles to not show how haphazardly those costumes were assembled the other thing was <clears throat> we did a, a cover photo shoot for film threat <clears throat> with all of the four characters right the main four and <clears throat> what i loved was their enthusiasm the actors alex hyde white who actually ended up being in the third indiana jones movie who's an established actor who now does voice acting. Alex does voice acting for, uh, he does he does a lot of voiceover for audiobooks. Great guy, great guy. And Alex Hyde White, he was just so earnest about this part. He cared uh -huh. so much about it. And looking back on the movie, it's probably the most accurate incarnation, at least to Stanley and Jack Kirby, what they had intended to do with the Fantastic Four, just in tone felt like, oh, this is like the first hundred issues that Jack Kirby and Stan Lee did of the Fantastic Four, right? Yeah, so, agree. So, so that was great aspect. And the, the earnestness of everyone involved with the exception of, I think, 
Roger Corman, it was just concerned <laughs> with like, let's just get this done and do it cheap. The thing that was really sad was we did a photo shoot. So we had like all four characters, right? And we put them against the set and I hired this photographer for shooting. And um, this is a story that I told that didn't make it into the documentary, by the way. This is like a bonus feature here. But the actress, I believe her name is Rebecca Staub. Yeah. She yeah. played Sue Storm, Invisible Girl. And this, let's just say that these spandex outfits left nothing to the imagination. <laughs> and there was serious camel toe that had to be touched up to put, you know, to be able to put this photo on the cover of Film Threat. I don't think she was wearing underwear. Okay, so, so post-production, you had to... We had to touch up those photos so as not to be uh, graphic. And, and um, you know, I remember, like, we're, we're shooting this, and I'm looking, I'm going, like, I don't know, is it, this could be a problem. We're going to have to put text over that. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're going to have to cover it up in some way. So... Wow. Yeah. Now, in the plot, Sue makes the outfits. Do you think that excuses their cheapness, right? They're homemade. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it is an excuse to excuse, to, you know, make, make them, you know, and that's actually right out of the comic book, by the way, mm -hmm. which I, which I thought was great. But yeah, I guess you can excuse the cheapness and yeah, she should not have been a seamstress. Yeah, Sue right. Storm <laughs> should be, you know, she should be, you know, a girlfriend who, you know, will just go away and just go away when she turns invisible and just disappear. <laughs> right? That was Kirby's attention, I'm sure. Perfect. I guess, I guess. I don't know. But I, I, you know, like, look, I was a super fan. And like the fact that, you know, I was living in a time where there was even a Fantastic Four film being made. I mean, look, yeah. you have to think, this was, this was the 90s, right? Like, the we're now living in a time, we're now living in a time where we have the luxury of complaining about the latest Disney Plus series when who knew that there'd ever be a Hawkeye show or a Boba Fett show, right? Like, it's like, now there's like so much geek stuff that it's like, oh wow, there's a lot of crappy geek, geek stuff now. But back then it was few and far between. It'd be like a couple movies a year, maybe a TV show. So I was ecstatic, like, oh my God. And um, yeah, so so it was, it was for me, like it was like summer camp, you know? Because my responsibility was, you know, hey, I'm not making the movie, right? I don't right. like performing. And I was just there as an observer to do a story about it. And they compliment you in the Doom documentary, too. Now, I was a big fan of the comic book, uh, yeah, especially, yeah, the 60s one. And and don't you think things should have been a little bigger, right? Broader shoulders, stockier, thighs, huger. Chris, what, you... what was the thing costume like in real life? Like, did it look cool? It looked um, Well, it was weird because the actor who played Ben Grimm was taller than the actor who was in the Thing costume. Yeah, yeah. But the Thing costume in real life actually looked pretty good. Like, like the um, Optic Nerve Studios was the studio that that did, you know, the practical effects on, on the film. And they really put their heart and soul in it. I mean, yeah. soul into it. I mean, for them, I'm mean, sure they didn't make any money. I mean, like, I know they were paid. But at the end, I guarantee they didn't really make, weren't, weren't paid what, what, you know, the time that was put into it. And I think that they looked at on it as like, well, this is going to be, this is for us going to be stone. like a portfolio piece, right? Like, and they really, really just put a lot of effort in that costume. They tried to make it accurate to the Kirby comics. And I, I would say that it's more accurate than the, you know, other Fantastic Four film that came out later. And then the one that came out, you know, more recently... Uh, directed by Josh Trank. I mean, like, 
those are just sort of weird interpretations. Theirs is the most accurate to the comic book. With the, to the brow. Comic book is, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the brow and everything. Like, they got that right. It, it, it moved, you know, in certain places. And so, you know, it's a lot of it is how you photograph it. But I actually <laughs> thought that was one of the things that worked out really well with it was that costume, the way that that character was portrayed. Now, that guy was Carl Cafalio, and he was a huge stuntman. He went on to so much work and did so much work before it. But he reports that the suit was the hottest thing he's ever worn. Did you see him struggle with it? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. He he had problems with it, right? Like, it was, you know, I mean, you sign up to be a monster in a costume. That's what you're going to be. You should know what you're getting into, right? Yeah, you're the thing. Now, they report there was no rehearsal. They just started rolling. There was more, like, about blocking. Did you see – did you have an impression, like, uh, this is a little rinky-dink here? I mean, I think when you look at it on screen, I think it came out okay. I think some of the acting was strong. Yeah, like, if it was if it was a movie that was made for television, I think that it would, like, oh, this is pretty decent. You know, they, they tried to remain faithful to the comic and faithful to the characters as they – were you know portrayed in the comic book i'm fearful that this they keep talking about a new fantastic four movie i think i think based on sort of the direction that marvel's going i think it'll be pretty awful Uh, Mm. i really don't have a lot of faith in it but this is this was but if this were a movie to be released in theaters i think it would be kind of lackluster i mean you know johnny storm doesn't really even turn into fully the human torch until the very end of the movie right one sort of last shot that was very early digital like before digital effects were really a thing, right? I like, think it looked okay. It was fine for the time. There just wasn't enough of it. And and I think they knew that. You could tell from the script that it was kind of anemic, like they were writing around having to do special effects, right? So um, that was sort of a – that was a red flag right there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, also um, I heard that Stan Lee was on the set. Did you meet him? What was his yes. attitude like? Was he – Yes, I, he, I mean Stan is. I mean, you know, if there's something going on, Stan Lee's gonna gonna be there and be a part of it. So yeah, he was on the set, but it was more just a glad hand, and yeah. I think that gave people confidence too. Yeah, because, like it was you know, an endorsement. Yeah, it was definitely an endorsement, and I'm sure that Stan knew about the rights situation. That it was really about this German company holding on to the rights, uh, you know. So, so what can you say? But. But, you know, that was – this is pre, like, Marvel being Marvel, right? This yeah. is Stan Lee just, like, trying to get something going. I think Blade was really the first breakout of a Marvel character that was put on screen that was successful. I mean, there were, there were you know, there were television attempts that were yeah. pretty decent. There like was the Captain Hulk show. America on a bike, right, on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah right. all the know the Captain America movie, don't remind me. But then there was also, like – the television series, there was um, Spider-Man. You know, there was the Bill Bixby Hulk show yeah. with Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. That was fun. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't the Hulk that we have now for Marvel. Right. But it was, hey, it was it was a tragic, fun sort of, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde story, right? And then there was the Nicholas Hammond Spider-Man show right. in the 70s, which Nicholas Hammond, by the way, has a cameo at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, oh, he's hey. in it. Everyone talks about, oh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Hey, I noticed Nicholas Hammond was <laughs> in it. So Nicholas Hammond is in the in at the very end of Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, uh, 
you see they're in they're in the diner and you know Peter Parker goes to visit MJ and observes MJ talking to a patron at the donut shop and that's Nicholas Hammond. Gotcha. Yeah, Nick, Nicholas Hammond also played the director who directed um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. Now we. So, Quentin Tarantino put him in there and he plays the director who directs the Western and he's kind of trying to coach, you know, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's kind of so. neat, neat. So, so uh, there was a uh, two-part Spider-Man, uh, uh, you know, on the television show that they stuck together and, and released in Europe as a, as a feature. Yeah, uh, we and we it. saw that on this show. That was a lot of fun, you know. Wow. Yeah, cheap. It was good. Now, was... I believe that Roger Corman had every intention to release this film. And it wasn't until he got the phone call from Avi Arad. Avi Arad, Avi Arad, yeah. The Marvel guy. That was the first second that he said, okay, we're not releasing this, right? Do, do you agree? Yeah, I think that, the, I don't know that their intention was ever to release it. I think their intention was to shoot it. And, and that was it. I mean, obviously I got a bootleg copy of it years later, yeah. but I also did a thing where we, um, we took, the cast of the Fantastic Four, like all four of them, did a signing at the Film Threat booth in at San Diego Comic Con, and it flooded the aisles. I think we sold like two thousand issues of that comic. A lot of people had already have an, had an issue of it, and they signed every single one. That's and uh, the cast was great. I th the year later, that Comic Con did a rule like we have to have an autograph area. We can't have people clogging up the you eyes. Guys did that? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, um, that's when. No. It, oh, anyway, so that was that was like a delight to like have them all there. And what was weird was just how enthusiastic those those main actors were. You know, now, I saw not, that in that documentary that yeah. the enthusiasm of the crew, like they did everything. They promoted the hell out of that movie at every convention. They were the voice of that movie, and you know, a fan on their like own myself, dime. Yeah, on their own dime. And like a fan like myself would get excited because there really is such a thing and there's such enthusiasm to it. I mean, I was excited, you know, like I like I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would, you know, there'd be a Fantastic Four movie made. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, that's crazy. I so, remember reading the comics, uh, you know, at 11 years old, 10 years old, thinking they should make these into movies. You know, why aren't they doing that? You know, well, they had the cartoon well, show. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, there was the animated Fantastic Four cartoon. There were two of them, one in the 60s, which used the Human Torch, and then another one that came later, yeah. I think it was in the late 70s, right. where they had Herbie the Robot because they were afraid kids were going to light themselves on fire to feed oh. a Human Torch, which I guarantee you Marvel is going to address that in some way. Like, they're trying to figure out how do we do the Fantastic Four and not, like, have kids light themselves Wait, on well. fire, and then how do you make it practical like okay if he ignited himself on fire and was in the kitchen that i'm in right now that would probably destroy and melt the kitchen he could you know what i mean like yes there's just sort of practical real world things okay if you're gonna have these characters now exist in the real world how do they how does it work now did film threat go on to do an article to cover the fact that fantastic four would not be released did you follow up well, the, we never did because we could we could never get any answers, right? Uh -huh. You know, we did that cover story, and I remember um, uh, I, I remember Tony Timpone from Bangoria Magazine 
called me out of the blue and said, ah, you really scooped this on that one. Because I've been doing stories where because I was in Hollywood, I could just go to the sets of these movies and we covered Carnosaur and, you know, we just, we're getting access to like low budget indie movies, which is kind of film threats, bread and butter. I mean, we cover independent film, right? So, I mean, Roger Corman is an independent filmmaker. Yeah. And they but, went to Troma too uh, at first. Troma said no, right? I mean, the documentary taught me that. Right, right. So, so uh, you know, but we didn't know. I mean, we just did the story and I wanted to be very comprehensive. I grew up reading Cinefantastic magazine and Starlog and, and uh, you know, Fangoria. And, and I read all those magazines as a kid. I was, I was a magazine junkie <laughs> at, a, at, you know, at the time at, in that era. And I think at one point I had 50 magazine subscriptions. This is before really? the internet. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Before the internet. Right. And just so people who may not know, magazines are like the internet, but on really thin slices of wood. And yeah. you can read them. <laughs> That's a good way to well, say you, it. You know, this podcast That's exists. Exact for, yeah. We, we, we're doing this podcast because I used to read Psychotronic yeah. Video all the time. Yeah, and I love like that magazine. Video. Yeah, I love it. And I would I say, oh, my that God. magazine. That I, I, and then just like, there were so many great ones at the time. And I just wanted to be, Film Threat sort of had its own niche, which was indie film, right? That was our, that was what we focused on. And sometimes that crossed over into genre stuff. So um, certainly a lot of, you know, low-budget underground films were horror, sci-fi, etc. So, so yeah, I, I, you know, like, I just think that there was never a final word, right? Like, they said, you know, oh, it's on hold, or it's this, or whatever, and then, you know, it just sort of got forgotten. It, mm -hmm. it became like a lost film. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Mike used to read these magazines, but he couldn't go see the film. He was young. He's not going down to the Ziegfeld Theater in Manhattan. So that's why right. we have this show today, because they're all on YouTube now. They're all on YouTube. Everything I read in Psychotronic, oh, wow. everything I read in my film books, and I had to take the really? film books. Yeah, well, because, you know, Fantastic Four, I read about it in Film Threat, I, I, you know, and that was it. So I just wow. had a base. So thanks to YouTube, The Great yeah. Equalizer, I can just finally watch it. And then- Wow, that's just, great. Yeah. Now, what was George Gaines doing on set? I mean, we're talking Punky Brewster. We're talking uh, Police Academy. Did they know they had a star here? Why didn't yeah, they Yeah, he was the biggest them? name. Oh, uh, I don't know. That I don't know. <laughs> were you there to see George Gaines? No, I'm not sure if I met, met him on set, and I probably would not know. I mean, I wasn't, like, even at the time, like, and I don't, I tend to not watch mainstream television of any kind, like, uh, you know, people tell me constantly about the Big Bang Theory yeah. and stuff, and, like, I hate, I, I, I think I've watched that show, and I, I'm not, not a fan. So when it comes to, like, mainstream anything, I'm pretty blissfully unaware. So <laughs> I wouldn't have even known who he was anyways, because I've never seen an episode of Punky Brewster. Were you there the day that they shot the classroom scene, which, in, in the beginning, when he's sitting next to Ben Grimm... <laughs> Um, I don't think I was there. Okay, that. okay, because that was his big moment. That was his know? big moment. Yeah, yeah. I just think they should have used him. He was a big star. He could have been the Alfred the Butler to them or something. I don't know. They should have squeezed it in. Yeah. Okay, so, Chris, now, everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. They're all going to press play together. So why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity countdown? Wait. Wait, really? How? Where yeah. am I counting down from? Three. Three. Okay, Three, two, one, right. go. But it's got to be paced. 
And so we, we should, uh, why don't we go from four, three, two, one? Because of Fantastic Four? Yeah. Right. There yeah. you go. Okay. All right. So we're gonna watch we're gonna watch the Fantastic Four, the classic Roger Corman movie. And here we go. We're gonna count down from four, three, two, one, play. All right, very excited. Thank you for that celebrity comedian countdown. Whoever the celebrity New Horizons, that of course is. Right. Uh, We're about to watch Munchies, right? We have watched a few New Horizons videos, straight to video. Uh, this wasn't even straight to video. No, it wasn't bootleg. released at all. You see how this, they, whoever put this up here for us, stuck, snuck in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in 1994, that was no such thing. If you don't know anything about this movie and you see that in the beginning, you're all right, ready to go, right? All right, yeah. Hey, man, I watched, I watched 26 movies to get one storyline. I missed the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe movie. got to watch it. Well, this is some trippy special effects already. Uh, do you hear the music? Did I? Well, I guess so. I mean, the people who wrote the music spent $6,000 of their own money to hire an orchestra. And we learned that from the documentary about this film. We should mention the documentary is, is almost as fun as the movie. It's called um, Doomed. Doomed. Which is the true story of this film where all the actors you see here in the opening credits, uh, Rebecca Stab takes a stab at it. Uh, <laughs> stab. <laughs> Michael Bailey Smith took a smith at it. <laughs> He did. He, uh, oh, oh he was Ian triggered. Trigger. Yeah, he was he triggered. Me. Ian Trigger. So, um, yeah, it's okay. It's just a documentary about how this film didn't get released, you know, and we'll talk all about it, you know, and you've seen it, and so have I. I have. I, I have not seen it recently. I forgot George Gaines is in it, but yeah, now George Gaines is from Police Academy movies, at least that's how yeah. you know him and love him. Oh, and, oh, 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 and uh, Pucky Brewster's father. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, and, and and the guy from Victor Victoria. Okay. Uh, yeah, Pucky Brewster. Do, do go on, do go on. He was Henry Warnamount in Punky Brewster. He was command, Commandant Eric Lassard in Police Academy. And he retired from acting at the age of 86. It was 2003. Um, and he passed away. He was old when he passed away. Yeah, no, you know, he spoke many languages. He, he spoke Russian. Seven languages. That's right. He he was actually born in in a country that – I didn't write it down because I didn't think we would be focusing on this guy. No. He was born in a country in Eastern Europe that was part under the Soviet Union at the time. Why would we focus our, ourselves on Punky Brewster's father? He's like the only star in this movie. Yeah, he's the only one. That's right. Uh, there's the director. God bless. Oli. Oli. Oli was a music video director, and this was a big, big deal for him uh, because he was going to – oh, there he is, George Gaines. George Gaines up front. Get the star up front like Bruce Willis, and then the last three minutes he shows up. Yeah. No, except he's going away even from this, right? Oh, he's done after this. Bring me Tackleberry. <laughs> punky, oh, Punky. 
Oh, punky. All this scene is showing us is Reed Richards is really smart, and he's friends with Ben Grimm, who wouldn't be in the same class with him. He doesn't have his brains at all. So you're talking about Ben Grimm from the Fantastic Four, that big do doofus from Yancey Street or whatever, a Clancy Street? or Well, that was the gang that used to teach him. Oh, 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 yeah. Uh, he had a lot of troubles, that Ben Grimm. Yeah. He's, like, he's literally a monster. Oh, he was very grim, and he was literally a monster. Now, what we're learning now is Colossus is coming. Colossus is coming. Now, nothing goes faster than the speed of light except for Colossus, which is a comet-like energy source. It is radioactive, and every 10 years it passes Earth. Okay. Uh -huh. But um, it's going to be the closest that it's ever been to Earth tonight. So we, Colossus is like a comet or something? Like a yeah, meteor? Yeah, a ball of energy. It's it nothing comes... to do with Galactus. Right. It has nothing to do with Galactus. All right. Colossus. And it is, it is not a comet. It's like energy, like a ball of energy. And it's all whammy-jammy radioactive, and it's zapping in the insides and stuff, you know. And they, there's Victor Von Doom yeah. on the left talking uh -huh. with Reed Richards about their plans tonight to harness the energy from Colossus. Oh, okay. I was going to go on a date with Sue Storm, Richard, but I'll, I'll be glad to do your project tonight. What could go <laughs> wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Wait till you meet Sue Storm. She's just a little girl, and you're going to be like, this is creepy. Well, is he a college student? Nope, she's a little girl. She's like nine. Or maybe she's like 12. She's got to be like 12 or 14. You'll see. How old is her brother, Johnny Storm? Like seven or eight, from the looks of him. Wait a minute. They well, have kids? I mean, this, they... Is, this is the... Or okay, see these two goofs? Yeah. They're like goons for Victor already. Like, Victor is already like a monarch back home. Right, that's right. So... It's kind of weird. We don't know. Oh, there she is. There she is. Storm. I can't see Stu Storm. Oh, there she is. She's invisible. <laughs> she's an invisible Ooh. woman. Oh, there's Johnny. Hothead. He's a hothead. Oh, he's playing that video game that looks like a cartoon. Right. The really real, right? Yeah. Look at look at it's drawn. It's a drawn cartoon. They're getting epilepsy. I'm getting epilepsy. <laughs> So that's Ben Grimm, and I guess he's friends with Johnny and uh, Sue. Oh, he likes to hang out with the seven, eight-year-old boy? I guess, yes. <clears throat> oh, but it's her boarding house, so I guess he's, he's a, he lives there. Yeah. And here's Reed Richards, and Sue has a crush on Reed Richards. Oh, they, dreamy. They weren't married in the 60s, right? They got married later? No, they were married in the 60s. Look at the kiss. Right? She goes, oh, my. she touches her cheek. She's got a little girl crush on him. Oh. But they're married, right? <laughs> Not <know>. yet. <laughs> oh, so she's going to be like, sure, Victor, I would love to go on a date. And then Reed's like, oh. Reed would be like, that is inappropriate. That's uh -uh. a weak girl. Victor Von Doom. Like, he's dreamy. And then Johnny goes, you're gross. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Why did I get the girl? How come everything goes wrong for a guy named Von Doom? <laughs> Do you think the Fantastic Four is interesting? Okay, so um, 
when I was 10, 11 years old, um, I would collect comic books. And yeah, I love the Fantastic Four. I had them all. Jack Kirby, he was really, his art brought it to life. You were, it felt like you were watching a movie as you read the comic. Right. Yeah. Well, everything's so square and weird and misshaped. Right. Yeah. It's all, it's stylized and he, you know, he's got a theme going on. He's sharp edges and creases, you know, he, he does a lot of shading. It's jagged and, you know, like yeah. he would extend the finger out in the drawings and the knuckles would be all like, like it was a skeleton almost. Well, he was always fun, like in outer space, his cartoons would always have like just weird things in the background and foreground and given a chance to do a page, two page spread or one page spread and stuff's kind of all out there. Yeah, I guess that's interesting. But the, the idea of this family just being superheroes. Yeah, well, they're not a family. Well, I guess you've got a husband, you've got spouses and a right. brother and then a good friend. They certainly right. become a family. That's right. Ben Grimm is not related. Here's Colossus. It's the laserium, right? Right. Can you imagine, like, a ball of energy is passing, and it's like a lightning. Okay, that's the thing. They're going to suck it up, and they're going to get the whammy jammy. You'll see. Oh, so, so they're already planning to harvest this. Yeah, that's right, because it's coming tonight, and it's the closest they'll ever be to Earth. Only comes around once every 10 years. Right, well, they can come back in another 10 years. Oh, yeah, but they don't want to. It's here. They've got the equipment. They got the tools. They got the power. They're going to so this, this movie reminds me a lot like My Science Project with this, uh, Dennis Hopper, who had like balls of energy and also electrical devices like this. Don't remember. I do remember that film. You like Parker? What was it? Oh, Parker wait a Fisher? second. I was thinking. Oh, I was thinking of a different one. You mean the one we saw? Yeah, oh, with yeah. Fisher Stevens. Yeah. Now, look, Fisher Stevens. What's happening uh, is it's it, it, their calculations weren't right, and it's too hot. They can't harness the energy. It's more like it's like imagine if you wanted to capture electricity, but instead it like heats up your whole. You know, you you don't have the capacitors for it. So they're getting a whammy jammy. Now Reed is like, let's get out of here. But Doom is like, I will not fail! And so he gets bazapped. See? Right. Are they not going into outer space and get hit by gamma rays and, and come back all weird? That's, it's, well, that's coming. Oh, all right. So what's happening here on Earth? Like, Doom gets hurt first? Yeah, they're grad students. They tried to harness Colossus energy. Doom was not being smart about it. Now, look, Ben Grimm just pushed him out of right. the yeah, yeah. jammy. It was just great because the poor animators had to like, draw in the, the lightning <laughs> 24 frames a second. Look at his hair. Oh, he must be injured. Yeah. Well, they, uh, they couldn't afford hairspray by that point. Yeah, not on this budget. It was either $1 million or $1.5 million. <clears throat> well, I think that um, uh, Constantini film, okay, Brend Eckhart, I'll say his name right in a minute. Constantini okay. film, like said, I'll give you $750,000. Corman said he would put in $750,000. So that's a million and a half. But then other times <clears throat> in the Doom documentary on the internet, it says that the budget was $1 million. 
So that's it. Either the budget is <coughs> one million or one and a half. Now look, this is June's henchman dressed up as a doctor saying, Victor's dead. Really? <clears throat> the so, long-lived doctor. Right. Now, look at the, the shifty eyes when they get on the elevator. The director did that so that we know that something's up. Right. Oh, yeah, this is not your ordinary elevator ride. <laughs> Here it comes now. Look, they look right. at each other. Uh-huh. We fooled uh -huh. them. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's the comedy duo of Hedgeman and Doctor. That's there is doc some of that on, on in here. There's a character called the jewel Jeweler. He was supposed to be the Mole Man, because that was a Fantastic Four. Sure, he was in the first issue of Fantastic Four. Maybe you're right. I, th I think you're right about that. Remember there was like some kind of monster breaking out of the sidewalk? and that Right. Yeah. On the cover, yeah. Yeah. I don't know like if it was a... the first one, because the first one was the origin story, but but you might be right. Okay, now they're like, we must save the monarch. Now, why are they concealing his death? Why aren't they using the real doctors to help him? This It doesn't make sense in the real world why they would – why would they want Reed Richards to think he's dead? Why? Ten years later. Ten and years later. The Baxter building. Oh, yeah, right. Wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. How did that Baxter building come – Whatever, 10 years later. 10 years later, they're looking at a rocket to go into outer space. And Reed Richards, who's graying, now he's graying. Sure, he's got to get that, that classic Reed Richards look. <laughs> he's talking to Ben Grimm going, you promised to be the pilot if I ever got this whammy-jammy machine in the air. Do you think that that Pixar movie ripped off Fantastic Four? Incredibles? No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> But they're a family, and there's four of them, and they're superheroes. That's mom, dad, and two kids. That's not what we got here. Besides, they just ripped off comic books. Right. But you, do you know the story that DC created their own Fantastic Four called the oh. Terrifics? They figured, like, because Fantastic Four, for some reason, like, they just stopped making – it was, wasn't their property, right? It was a Fox property. It was Sony. And uh, it was Fox, I think. And Fox was making these movies, or whoever was making these movies, Sony or what have you. It wasn't Marvel, Disney. Mm -hmm. And what I always heard was that the Marvel comics just didn't even bother with Fantastic Four because they weren't making money off of the movies or anything like that. Because the actual comic wasn't around for a bit. It's back. There's a very elaborate storyline with uh, uh, Reed and Susan's kids, uh, uh -huh. Valeria and uh, Franklin. And Franklin's like a super genius who becomes the next watcher. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Boy, he, he gave birth to something that was a kid who was going to go places. Yeah, right, right, right. But I always felt bad watching these uh, Marvel Disney movies where uh, the smartest scientist is re is no Tony Stark, and the, the richest scientist is, well, the Wasp guy. But you know what I mean? Like, they never... Uh, Reed Richards. Reed Richards has the money and the technology. Reed Richards right. should be building this Spider-Man suit. It's Reed Richards. Instead so of um, Tony Stark. Tony Stark, right, yeah. yeah. Well, that would have been a much, much better uh, – that would have made a lot more sense, and they wouldn't have had to – I don't know. They wrecked up Spider-Man's – okay, wait. I got to stop. Look, okay. this is her. Now she's not 14, okay? I guess she's 24 now. Right, 10 years later. 
So that would make him, let's see, if he's a grad student, he had to be over 22. He's in his 30s. Yeah, he's like 36 or something to her 24. So he, okay, this makes no sense again in the real world. Ben Grimm is like, if I'm going to pilot. No, he doesn't even say that. They just show up at their house to get these two kids to be their team. They're in the rocket ship. Yeah, why not? Well, he says they're not astrophysicists. And then Ben Grimm says they know more about this project than anyone alive. But don't you think it's a big coincidence that the monarch who gets his face defigured and becomes Doctor Doom happens to be the best friend of the guy who started Fantastic Four? I mean, all oh, this is crap. It's like an origin story to me. Yeah, how about this? One thing happens somewhere, one thing happens somewhere else, and maybe they meet. It's What a coincidence. It's like, wow, your best friend is Lex Luthor? <laughs> what a coincidence. He's this trying to stop you. This looks like Men in Black, I think. Men in White. The building, the building. Oh, the building. Now, you... about to meet the mole, who is not the mole. He's the jeweler. Okay. Oh, is he popping his head? Yes, he is out of the sewer pipe. He looks like the But the thing is, <clears throat> I think the mole in the films was solitary, right? He didn't have minions, did he? I think he had minions, including oh. that big monster from the cover. Yeah, kind of. Um... You know, I get the mole man mixed up with the mole from Mad Magazine, the guy who kind of like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the big nose. nose, that ugly yeah. nose. Okay, so Ben Grimm has just clumsily knocked into some lady who's dropped her. <clears throat> Is she because it's what's her name, Allison? His his love of his life. Great guess. It's Alicia. Alicia. Yeah, you know exactly who it is. So now they're going to meet each other, and then Ben Grimm's going to be like, I'm in love. Now, this is acting. Because she's blind, she's got to feel Ben's face. Now, she got this job. She went to the audition, and there were all these, you know, she was a stage actress, and there were all these, like, beautiful models there. And she's like, I'm the way I'm getting this. And when she, they had her do a very emotional scene, and she did it, and they're like, wow, you can really act. So she figured out all these models. I mean, yeah. they're eye candy. She got the jump. <clears throat> you know, you don't want her to be eye candy. It's, it's such a ridiculous thing anyway. Like, the, the point is, like, in the 70s at least, she was blind. And right. that's why she loved the thing. Because the, th and the, the thing felt that because right. she could deformity. See. Right. Right. But the thing felt it. Like, she, she never really had that issue. Because she obviously knew she was dating the thing. She could right? feel that she was hugging a rock. Right. It's not like, oh, I can't see your face. I can't tell you're a giant rock fan. Now, look, see the mole? Yes. He's taking a liking to our Alicia. Oh, this is complicated. So much so that he wants her to be his queen. Oh, the jeweler queen, of course. Ridiculous. Of course. That makes no sense. It's, you've talked about this before, how, like, the world is its own little universe, and you were just saying, like, well, oh, it just coincidentally, Dr. Doom gets burned by the, you know, oh, you're right. Lex Luthor's boyhood friend. Oh, what a coincidence. <clears throat> Here's That's our good. goons again ten years later. They're looking good. They must have some good goon insurance. <laughs> That's right. It could be they're looking good because really it wasn't 10 years later. It was like the next day of filming. This took 25 days to shoot. 
but they never released this movie. That's right. We, you know, anytime you want the history of this movie, we talked about it the first year of our show when we watched it, and it's in the documentary, which makes it so fascinating. The story of this movie is the movie is good, but the story is even better. You know, and I have to give credit to the movie that the movie is entertaining on its own. But yeah, without the backstory. Yeah. Now this crystal here. Remember, I told you like it was too much energy from Colossus, and it right started frying the circuits and gave them the you know. So that's why they got the whammy jammy. Well, now they've got anti whammy jammy crystal. All the power will go into the crystal and then be distributed out to the machinery, and it will have cooled. Colossus will have cooled, and they can harness the energy. The old anti-whammy jammy gun. Uh, uh, Crystal. Excuse me, Crystal. Right now. Well, they're going to cut it with fentanyl and sell it for toys. Uh, (laughs) Look at that big, like, close-up of a stop of a traffic light. Yeah, Commissioner Gordon called. He wants his bat signal bat. (laughs) And the logo. So this um, br- burned Eichiger. Do I say it right? Burned Eichiger, right? He went to – he worked for Constantini Films, and he was a big wig over there. And he went to Stan Lee and was like, you know, in 80 – what is it? 80 – it's not in front of me right now, but it was in the 80s. And he said, we would like to make Fantastic Four. Now, back then, there was the Hulk on TV. You know what I mean? There was that Spider-Man. Like, they weren't making blockbuster movies. We watched watched, uh, the Spider-Man TV show was repurposed into a theatrically released European movie. We watched that version. Uh, Howard the Duck is a famous bad movie. That's always considered the first Marvel movie uh, made. Uh, It's terrible, but it's on YouTube, too. Did you already watch it in your past life? Did you uh, already yeah. see it on the show? None of the show we haven't done. My YouTube stopped, Carl. Okay. So I should pause? Yeah. I think there was like a power outage. In the... I'm at uh, 2203. Okay, hang on a sec. Yeah, there was just a, an outage. The light went out and uh, the TV went out. Neighbors don't want to hear this. They can't handle the truth. I have the window open behind me. There was a cat sticking its head in the window. Really? Not your cat? No, my cat. My cat was. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm at 2203. What about you? I'm waiting to. I'm rebooting up my machine. Oh, okay. I'm going to pause. What happened? Oh, and I'll press go. Three, two, okay, 2303. Three twenty two oh three for those editing at home, Carl. Twenty two oh three. Three, two, one, go. So the collector is coming up to Ben Grimm's girlfriend, who's not his girlfriend yet. Well, the mole man guy, the jeweler. The jeweler. It's so interesting. I like when when superhero movies come up with their own heroes. <laughs> right? They're like, fuck it. Sure, I can do uh, Wonder Woman's friend, uh, villains, or I'll just come up with my own. What the hell? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. We're already shooting. So, <laughs> I mean, they didn't have the rights to this. Just Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom. They didn't have the Mole Man. In 1986, they spent 
they gave it to Marvel and got the rights to this. But then it was scheduled to expire at the last second of 1992, December 31. They wouldn't give them an extension because they got some interest now in bigger. So the only way he could keep the rights, Constantini Films, was to start going into production of the movie. Okay. Then that they they had you know they it didn't expire because they were in production. So so then he called on Troma Films first and had a lot of discussions with them, but Troma didn't want to touch it because the Fantastic Four is beloved. And to make a movie of it, it wasn't going to be celebrated. You know, comic people were going to hate it, he thought. Now, hang on a second. When you say he thought,